to ideas that change lives. I'm your host, Beth Perkel, and together we will explore the gemstones from every angle that I've carefully sifted for you from life's dusty gravel path. Be it from my own experiences, mistakes, or my ever-churning mind and heart, from those of my guests, or from wisdom I've come across in the writing of some of the greatest minds to be brave enough to pick up the pen and write their bravest thoughts down for us. I've done the work in finding it and presenting it for you, but now it's up to you to decide whether or not it's an idea that will change your life. Let's dive in. Questions. Questions are an incredibly sharp tool, an underrated one in my opinion. And right now, we're in a time of year in the Jewish calendar when we're supposed to be asking a lot of them as we engage in soul searching. But other than figure out what we did wrong and try to straighten those specific things out, many people are often stuck on how to dig deeper, how to go further. How can they create a life where they aren't messing up in the first place? Or how can they set themselves on a better path for the new year generally? What should they be asking themselves? This question, the next step in the tshuva or life transformation process, is key because when we come before Hashem, God, and Yom Kippur, it would be best to come with a plan. We're supposed to say, God, I'm not that person I was last year. I'm a new person. Otherwise, it's like when a kid says, sorry, I won't do it again. And you know they're going to do whatever that thing was again because little children, they don't have a plan of how exactly they're going to stop, right? Unless we as adults help them. New people in other words, need new plans. You need to show Hashem, God, that you have a new plan of action for becoming that new person you say you're going to be. Otherwise, you are merely playing dress up. And we all know that with dress up, when a kid plays doctor, or a kid plays astronaut, they're not really those people. If they wanted to really be those people, when they grow up, it's going to involve a lot more than just putting on a costume, right? It's going to involve hard work in school to get into a good college, education for that field, many, many hours of study in graduate school. And then after that, lots of physical work and hands-on experience. So what we are looking to do here is not to come to Hashem, God, with a better person costume, but to actually show him our plan so that he'll want to invest in us. So he'll want to give us the tailwinds to fly with the changes we need to make in our lives and become those transformed people. That's where this episode comes in. This is part one of questions to ask yourself that will change your life because there are a lot of questions I'd like to share with you and we can get to those God willing, at various other points on various different episodes. But for now, these will all center around how to dig deep within yourself to refocus, regroup, and reinvigorate for your plan for the new year. Question number one. You should ask yourself, am I living a long life 
or dying a slow death? Answer this by with the following key. Are you a body or are you a soul? We know that we're both, but often with our actions, we're focusing more on one than the other. If we're focusing on our bodies, we know that often as we age, we're feeling bad, right? Bodies break down. As we age, we really feel this. Um, I have a relative around my age in amazing shape, but after he turned 40, he feels like his body is betraying him and it's on his mind a lot. He's slowly putting on more weight. He's much more tired than he used to be. And he keeps resisting this, which is making him miserable. And it's the resisting that makes things so much worse. We need to surrender to the fact that with anything physical in this world, nothing will stay the same. We need to stop making it all about our bodies and prioritize our souls. Our bodies get weaker as we get older, but our souls get stronger more wise, the more we put into it. It's a very interesting paradox. Think about it. I try to exercise four times a week, right? When it's a holiday, holiday week, it's probably less, but I try to go four times a week to exercise. But what happens the next week? Those four exercises of last week mean almost nothing unless I do it all over again. But If I work out my mind once and learn something profound, it stays with my soul forever if I incorporate it. Now, there are certain things we throw overboard as we age, right? They're just not worth focusing so much time or emotional energy getting worked up about those things anymore. And this is sort of a key component to bridge the gap between those two. I already feel after 40, like there were things that used to bother me that are just not worth my time now. I'd rather choose to put my thoughts where I want them to go. Because why? Thoughts, this is one of my favorite poems, thoughts will become words, which will become actions, which will become habits, which will become character, which will ultimately become where we're headed in life, right? Someone can call it destiny, etc. That's based on a famous poem. I adjusted it for our <laughs> line of questioning today. So that's question one. For question two, think of the game pinball. In pinball, the ball is doing a lot, right? It's going a lot of places. It's going there fast. But if you think about it, the ball's not actually getting anywhere. It's just literally pinging around the inside of the game. Sometimes it gets in the goal, but most of the time it's just moving fast and moving quickly. So I want you to think of this and then ask yourself, is our busyness getting us anywhere? Are we actually moving towards where we need to go or are we just being moved Are we getting to where we need to be with our movement? And a step even deeper from that is, do we even remember where we are ultimately headed with all of our busyness? Remember your ultimate top priority goals. And this question is meant to put those ultimate top priority goals back to the forefront of your mind. If it's family prioritize that in this new year. If it's climbing the ladder in your career, then 
put the gas pedal right on your career and prioritize moving forward with that. If it's becoming an evolved person, prioritize the learning that will help you get there, the self-reflection, the growth. If it's being someone who can learn to do as many things as possible, right? Prioritize pursuing those skills. You know, I, I, I know people that are always complaining about, you know, not being good at cooking, but they could take some time and, and learn the actual skills to do it. There are people that complain to me that they, they don't know, you know, how to put on makeup. Same thing. They could even just take a course in it if they want to. Nowadays, there's so much you can learn even on YouTube. One of my favorite Einstein quotes, I believe this is Einstein. I tried so hard to find the exact quote for today. I could not find it. So I'm going to basically paraphrase. He basically said, a person can learn any skill if he just spends 10 minutes a day. So he's consistent, he or she is consistent, and 10 minutes every day they work on that skill. That's it. Only all they need is that. And if they consistently do those 10 minutes a day, in a year they will become an expert. And in 10 years, they can become a world expert with that topic. Again, think about how many increments of 10 minutes we have each day, right? We could be 10 minutes on Facebook, 10 minutes on Instagram, 10 minutes just, you know, spacing out, or we could become a world expert in something. So that's question two. Clarify where exactly you want to be headed and ask if your movement is actually getting you there or if you're in a state of pinball right now. Question three. When will enough finally be enough? I'm going to give some expansion on this question. This one involves asking yourself, what is actually enough in quotation marks? What is enough for me? We all have certain insatiable black holes within ourselves that never seem to be filled up. For some, it is praise or acclaim. For some, it's a notion of worthiness. For some, it's appreciation from others. For some, it's love or companionship. They just can't seem to get enough. But often, we have to stop and ask ourselves, in order to move beyond autopilot on this, what is our threshold of satiety for these areas that we find our black holes in our lives, whatever they may be for each individual person? So if it's one of the things I mentioned, when will I have enough love in my life that I feel filled up? When will I have enough people telling me I'm great to feel really feel worthy? How much appreciation do I have to get from my children or spouse or friends before I feel like they really value me? What do I need to really feel needed? You know, I'm sure we all have people like that in our lives where we say thank you to them and it like doesn't register because they just, they constantly need to be thanked or they constantly need us to re-show them that we love them. It's almost like a black hole, right? Because they haven't asked themselves this question, what is enough? And if you haven't defined it, it's likely a black hole area. So you need to work on it. Question four, what are my core components to a happy self for me? It's a different recipe for everyone, but this is not one where we should be winging it or cutting corners, right? This is not the kind of recipe where you just kind of like throw in a little this, throw in a little of that, which is often what we do is we kind of move through our lives on autopilot. So this question is about moving from autopilot to conscious living. And it's so important because when we fly through life, hoping happy things will happen that day, it makes us completely at the whim of everything around us and not ourselves. 
But when we ask this question, we can take back the reins and stop letting life happen to you. Instead, you can make it so you're figuring out what you can do today, you personally, to be an alchemist for your own happiness. So, you, so within this question, you ask some deeper questions. What actually lifts my mood up beyond the ends of the activity, right? Like people, people enjoy a good, like, you know, cookie, but they're not really happy from that cookie five minutes later. So that's a great example of something that's not really a core component to a happy self, right? We're talking about what are things that lift us up beyond the actual activity themselves itself and makes us feel happy afterwards. And once we identify those things, it's time to put it in our schedule at regular intervals. For some, let's say, let's say you realize exercising. When you exercise, you really like feel a high from the endorphins afterwards. Well, put that in your schedule, right? Let's say for someone it's journaling. They really like that time to self-reflect. So find five minutes in your night, every night at 9.05, let's say, you're going to spend five minutes journaling. It could just be a bullet journal. You don't have to like write prose. Just write the bullet points from the day that you want to remember when you look back at this. Whatever it is that lifts your mood, find an easy way to do it and put it into your schedule, even as a Google Calendar reminder. And uh, to tie in a previous episode, if you want some more tips on, on, on putting it in your schedule, please re-listen to my episode on efficiency um, with David Perkop. Question five, what things in our life can we reframe from, I have to do this, to, I get to do this, right? For me, telling you, I often walk around looking at my children, thank God, in a state of wonder that I get to be their mom, thank God. And when I tap into this wonder, the mundane things I do from them turn from, I have to do mounds of laundry and cook dinner, to, I'm so lucky that I get to have a big family to take care of, Right? Um, if I had told my my younger self that oh, these are going to be your children someday and, you know, you're going to get to take care of them, like that would be such a boost, right? It's only because I've moved to autopilot, you know, that I ever, you know, get frustrated by these things. So trying to reframe in your mind this one little point of I have to do something to I get to do it and looking at the and looking at that piece within that that you're grateful for is a very powerful life changer. So these are the questions that I'm leaving you with to explore this week and dig deeper because ultimately questions lead to plans and those plans are what leads to real life change. <laughs>